This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with Chani, aka Chani Sports, who has almost 400,000 subscribers on YouTube. He predominantly makes FIFA career mode content with a lot of scouting under 23, so SoRare is the perfect fit. He's went balls deep, he's making YouTube content now on SoRare. He's having a lot of fun, a lot of passion for the platform. We talked about lots of things, all your questions, the player of the year cards, and we unearthed a, a, a harrowing truth about the platform and how few limited cards they give out to the common division. It did not please me. I hope you enjoy the podcast and I'll chat to you next week. Chani Sports. Chani, you're here. This is your first ever podcast. And as someone who makes as much content as you, a YouTube with almost 400,000 subscribers I'm absolutely honoured to pop your podcast Cherry yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it mate I've been it's waiting a, for this moment yeah, yeah so you've you've joined So Rare on the 5th of December 2021 so you've been on just what five or six weeks um, yeah. I suppose I'm just going to launch straight into it like how are you finding it how did you find it talk, talk us through your first sort of month I mean, the main experience that I've personally had is I've gone from watching Liverpool games only to watching <laughs> 15 games a week. That, that's <laughs> yeah. the main thing. It's, it's very time consuming, but at the same time, I love the fact that my love for football is kind of rekindled again. Uh, cool. I, I enjoy watching matches again now, which I only enjoyed with Liverpool originally. So you're watching some, I'd say you're watching a bit of AC Milan there. You have a Teo Hernandez, which is a beautiful card. I think he just yes. scored 100, did he? Yeah. I was yeah. very happy with that result. Uh, he's like my star player at the moment, I guess you could say. Yeah, he's he's a player I've wanted for a while, actually. It could be time. Um, it looks like you got him at a nice price too. So Teo Hernandez, you're watching some more AC Milan. What's your, your rough kind of, for, just to get everyone at home to have an idea where you've came in, like people don't know if you've come in and bought 10 super rares or if you've come in and you're kind of grinding ETH thresholds. What are you doing each week? What are you prioritizing and where are you at? I mean, initially when I started, it, it really wasn't necessarily looked at as like a big investment I wanted to make. Mm. But the more I learn about the platform and the more I see data about how much it has grown and such, I, I truly believe it has a very high upside to it. And I think it's mm. going to keep on growing massively, especially considering that they haven't advertised at all. Yeah. So for me, I, look, I looked at it at first like, okay, let's start off with one ETH, see how things go. And then as soon as I jumped into it and started like scouting players, I was like, okay, another ETH. <laughs> and, yeah, and another, another one. ETH. Uh, <laughs> another of, one. Course, <laughs> of course, I can't do that all the time. So yeah. I, I stopped at like four for now. Uh, because now I'm pretty much set for like the limited leagues. I'm ready to roll apart from America and Asia. Mm. And then I have one team that I trust in for the all-star rare for the threshold and the occasional reward if things work out, of course. That's brilliant. Um, I actually, when I, I'm looking at your gallery now for the first time, you've had 100 followers on so rare, which is beautiful. Oh, nice. um, yeah, I see you're following your your trusty sort of YouTubers there. We've got Nepenthes, we have Fiago. I was actually talking with Gengar, so rare tax. I have a video coming out with him on YouTube soon. Oh, uh, nice. Haber's there as well. Um, must follow a few of these guys. But I was actually asking you maybe the wrong questions. I was looking at your rare cards. You've, you've got some really, really tasty limited cards there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I looked at, I mean, at the time where I wanted to buy the Limiteds, which was like, I think a week ago or something. I'm not too sure. I just had my first game week, game week with them. Um, I wanted to go ahead and bring in like the top of the food chain type of players as much as I can, because yeah. I want to get involved in rewards as soon as possible. But obviously I have a lot of, a lot of La Liga players and now the league is not playing for a week. <laughs> so I'm already yeah. looking at like offloading certain players as they're still looking all right in terms of ETH price and then moving on to maybe something like French League just to have some people playing. But I think that's also like the learning curve, like the, the patience part of the game, mm. I don't have yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has to come in. I think when you first sign up, you come in, you get a horn for it and you just go all guns blazing. Yeah. Like I've even found now, I think whenever you have a bit more depth and you you don't, you aren't, I remember back when I first started, like, I'd come in, I'd get a player I wanted and I'd be fixated on getting them yesterday. And yeah. I would sell everything and move heaven and earth to get them in in 10 minutes time. Whereas, I was and, just doing that still. <laughs> <laughs> and it would mean making deals with the devil and I'd do all sorts of things. Whereas now I think even when I'm selling my rewards, because I don't, it isn't as, once you're in the game a bit longer and you have a bit more of a squad built, you don't need to rely on these new signings immediately. And mm. it's given me that bit more negotiating power because like, I just sold a reward and I had honestly about 15 offers for him that were like 0.16, and I just held out and I got the 0.18 that I listed him for. But like if I had been back in the early days when I was so itchy to move, I probably would have just mm. accepted it and you're probably yeah. kicking, you're, you know, you're just hamstringing yourself. But um, it's very easy to talk about being patient and having time whenever you've a big gallery and you've been on for a while. Um but I'm looking there, you have a cracking under 23s limited team. You've got Diogo Costa, uh, you've got Charles de Kettler, Lois Appenda, Luis Sinistera, and Jules Kunda. They're the kind of five that I would imagine you line up. Maybe Sergio Gomez looks good too. Yeah, Sergio Gomez is the one. Kunde was for the Sevilla possible stack that I might be building for the future. But he just cool. got injured, so I don't know what's going to happen there. Oh, you got the Bono, didn't you? Yeah. And immediately Lovely. played him in the wrong league because uh, I didn't know that you can only use them in the All-Stars. So I put him mm. into like Champion Europe, I believe it was. And then obviously his game didn't count. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, These are the things that, that happen. I still make mistakes and fuck about, yeah. fuck about. And there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of strategy around when to play people and where to play them and, and optimizing. I have to say, I'm not a massive optimizer. Do you know, I'm kind of here to have fun and I do try and optimize and put things in the right places. But quite often, like, I I have no doubt that if someone had my gallery, they'd have made more, like, someone good had my gallery, they'd have made more rewards than me in the last six months. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, but there's that balance of entertainment versus making money. And that's a big thing for so rare, really. What would you yeah. say you're here for? I mean, it's always going to be both in a way, but no, of course, it's an of course. The, the, the thing is for me, not like I haven't bought any of my favorite players yet. I truly believe in Theo Hernandez in terms of like a long term player to hold because I think he's actually world class and he can be the trend of the left hand side. If mm. at some point he gets there, I believe if Nuno Menge doesn't work out at PSG, maybe that's a move that he makes because he's obviously French. So that could happen. I don't know. But in terms of like a long term player, that was what I got but for me it was more about like crypto in general I got really involved into crypto in terms of like learning around May last year I know I got fascinated with it and um, I learned for like four months and then fifth month around Nept started talking about Solrare 
and Nepin Nepenthes. Uh, I think he was on the podcast as well. Yeah. And he's a he's a good friend of mine, and we started talking about it. And every time we talked about it, I was like, hmm. My interest levels are going up 5% each time we talk. <laughs> so <laughs> then going into it for me, now it's about really being back involved in football and like knowing what's going on. Because as much as I enjoy doing it on SoRare right now with building the teams and scouting players, it also helps me on my YouTube videos. Like mm. I get to mention... I watched this team play and this young kid actually had a sick game and he did this, he did that. So I can give additional information. So it also benefits me on that side of things, which brings a new level to the main channel videos as well, which I'm really happy with. I can see that because like you're obviously your big FIFA YouTuber and I'd say particularly now you, you predominantly create career mode content. Yes. Do you play ultimate team at all yourself in your spare time or? at all for content here's the thing i used to play ultimate team for the last like three four years quite heavily invested a lot into it as well had a channel going for it um my second channel at that point and i just realized at some point i calculated how much i earn doing career mode content per hour and then how much i earn doing ultimate team content per hour Mm. and ultimate team side was actually negative because i kept investing into it all yeah. the time because you have to constantly open packs yeah, to yeah. get all the kids to click the videos and uh if you don't no one cares unless you're the most hilarious person out there and since i'm from germany i can't bring my banter across properly. <laughs> i can't be funny <laughs> yeah it's, it really is like i can't do it the same way that i would do it in german so it's kind of it's kind of tough for me so i had to rely on that side of ultimate team and like mm. investing 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 and growing and it was going well but at the end of it, I decided that's it. I'm not going to waste any more of my money. Like I was wasting 10 to 20K each year, just constantly opening packs and shit. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when you look at SoRare now, if I had put that money into SoRare at this point, and I'd be I'd be a freaking whale on the, on yeah. the platform. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's... Uh, the reason I asked that and the kind of I wanted to iron all that out was, I suppose, because I've played FIFA for 15 years. I'm yep. not a pro gamer. I'm not amazing. But I played Ultimate Team for maybe four or five years. But actually very similar to you. Um, and then I think two years ago, around the time I found so rare, I never streamed it or anything. I never made content um, on FIFA. But in my free time, I used to like stay up and try and grind you know, the weekend league, get the best cards I could, do this, do that, open packs, sweeping floors, trying to trade, trying to get the icons. Yeah. And I just realized after a while, like, I lose these every year. If even they let you carry a player or two over your favorite player from your squad over, if they had some sort of retention and reason to keep building. But it's like every year this is resetting and every year I'm buying the game and having to chuck at my level, like chuck an extra 50 quid in on packs, 100 quid in on packs to kickstart the journey and go from there. Squad building challenge. This is a load of bollocks. So now I play career mode in my free time. Like, you know, for me, I play a good bit of Warzone with my friends. When you play on PC, it's a different game than than on the console. I find yeah. like it's much more intense. Um, yeah. <laughs> FIFA career mode is like my wind down time. I listen to exactly, a podcast. Yeah. I'll play it. So I love it. But the, the whole context of all this I'm bringing up is I do think that if you were just kind of making content on the career mode, you could become quite detached from what's really happening in football and you could be yeah. looking at who the potential wonder star wonder kids are and you're focusing on them from a fifa aspect and yeah. not necessarily from a real world like where are they going what's happening who's actually fulfilling potential yeah so i think like as you said 
so rare is a, a massive leg up in terms of your content like the knowledge yeah. it'll bring you of so many players from all around Europe and the extra wee tidbits of knowledge you can throw into your videos like that's worth a lot I'd say 100% like just in the last few videos like I had at least like three four minutes in each video where I talk about certain players like Noah Lang I had him in one of my videos and I realized how, how insane he was doing at his club mm. I didn't even know I, I only knew him when he was at Ajax at a certain point he was kind of hyped and he was actually quite big on FIFA yeah. and then the hype kind of died down but now he's actually at his best while on FIFA he's not necessarily mm. so it was nice to be able to tell people hey this kid is actually doing wonders right now you should be watching out for him he could maybe move on from the club that he's at and move to a bigger side in the future for sure if he keeps on performing the same way he does right now so it does definitely add another layer into the videos uh, I, I like that a lot about it and does it work in reverse where your fifa knowledge and knowing who is in fifa's opinion the next big thing yeah. you know who all of it all those players are have you i remember like fifa used to the ultimate team used to have the whole ones to watch sort of promo yeah and you know a lot of people would go and buy players from that like because fifa are saying they're amazing have you bought any players on so rare that or maybe you feel are undervalued or like maybe so rare or the real world the football hasn't been too kind to them over the last season but in fifa they're meant to be like potential 93 overall yeah. have to get this guy is, is there anyone you've bought i mean and not definitely not based on ultimate team personally because those players tend to be hyped anyways because ea needs to sell the packs right so yeah. uh, those ones are normally quite overhyped anyways but when it comes to career mode I, at first when i jumped into sorry i kind of wanted to see like okay what kind of like high potential players from career mode are actually highly regarded on the platform as well with some of them i was like yeah that makes sense and some of them i was like hmm interesting this guy's not actually highly re regarded and then you look mm -hmm. into his stats and you're like yeah of course he's not highly regarded gets like 20 30 points uh, yeah. only gets in as a substitute doesn't really perform as well as he was portrayed at in, in career mode terms or in fifa terms generally and then i quickly realized yeah there's no correlation there you got to do your research on the players rather than like oh yeah i'll know this guy from fifa let me just pop him in there i'll be all right yeah it's <laughs> definitely not the way to go <laughs> but you have started making more so rare content did you start it you started a separate channel or yeah, yeah. You, you did I, so you've yeah. you have a so rare channel now you're pumping out content like have you a schedule there are you putting it out regularly or what's the plan the, the plan is to put out content maybe twice a week i'll try at least uh especially when the american and asian leagues come back and i can have like maybe i'll have games midweek and all that stuff happening as well hopefully i don't know right now it's only like weekend to weekend based mm. on my account at least i don't have much going on uh maybe i should focus on afcon but yeah generally speaking twice a week is the plan for sure very good um i started a series this week on youtube and i'm over overwhelmed with the response actually i saw the um, dance <laughs> Yeah, okay, the dance, yeah, whatever. It, I tell you what. <laughs> you were out of breath, mate. <laughs> I was dying. out of breath. Like, I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. That, that's one of my New Year's resolutions, right? But I tell you what, it makes me look really bad because it honestly, it was like five takes before that. And I was oh, like, I need God. to get this right. So I'd been dancing in here, giving it stacks for like five or ten minutes. Yeah. And then I did that one. I was like, I did it, but jeez, oh, I have to keep going. <laughs> but any, I think the dance worked because people click in just to watch the first few first few minutes and then you know they get hooked but um yeah i'm really excited to see how that goes because just as a concept it's about like 
I don't know how you'll find it coming from making content in FIFA to come making content in so rare. I've for a long time I it could be hard to come up with new concepts, you know, because so rare is so much about real time. You know, you can't just sit and polish off a season in career mode in, in so yeah. rare. You have to wait for the games to happen. You have yeah. to wait for the results. You have to wait for the trades to happen. There's a lot of waiting. So it's about trying to think of things that are innovative and can actually like change the landscape of the content. Like, what can you do um, yeah. and keep people's attention? And I was happy I came up with this one. I'm obviously trying to push it a bit with the vlogs and there's different things. Just constantly trying to evolve and change things. But, like, it'd be interesting to see what you come up with. Um, is the point because there's only so many lineup builders and general clicking around talking shit that people can do now maybe because you have the audience people will love that um, but you know I think everyone's doing that these days and it's trying to you know I don't know what I'm even getting at here it's just a case of I think what what's your initial thoughts of so rare and content do you think they're conducive do you think there could be more that so rare could do do you think what are your what what screams at you when I say that I mean, for me personally, what I saw was the first time I searched up SoRare on YouTube, I barely found any content that was uploaded in the last 24 hours and mm. still do. Like it, it yeah. starts recommending me videos in different languages because there's none in English left. So I feel like it, it might come across to you as like oversaturated because you've yeah. been in it for quite a long time. But f coming from the FIFA side into it, you can clearly tell that there's not a lot going on in terms of content and um, I think there's a there's a lot of opportunities coming for content creators in so rare to like grow on the platform but one thing that I've personally experienced so far is mostly that uh, a lot of people coming over from my community which seem to be younger people obviously they don't have a lot of money right so it's very mm -hmm. important to kind of educate people hey do your own research this is not financial advice, all that stuff, letting them know, please, before you dive into it, try out the comments and all that stuff. But most of the one thing that was mostly requested is just basically low budget and how you can like play with the limiteds and mm -hmm. earn rewards with a low budget. So I think around that, there's a lot of content opportunities to do mm. where obviously we can't have two accounts, right? On so rare, you can only have one. Which is a shame. So, yeah, <laughs> because now I have to do hypothetically, I would have bought these players. And like, I don't put my money behind what I'm showing the people. I would have to yeah. say, hey, hypothetically, I would play this team in All-Star Rare. And at the end of the at the, at the end of the week, All-Star Limited, sorry, I'd be going back and saying, hey, this is how many points I would have gotten. And I would have gotten a reward that I don't know of. So it's kind of tough to make content like that because you are limited to one account which is a shame, which is kind of the same thing that EA does, which I don't yeah. quite understand. Um, but yeah, I think content-wise, there's a lot to come still, especially with like your vlog, for example. I think there's a lot of real-life uh, yeah. content coming around with SoRare as well. So I'm lo really looking forward to that as well because I have Frankfurt here right around the corner. I can just mm -hmm. go ahead and watch the games and have vlogs up and stuff, or Hoffenheim is not too far away, so it could yeah. be fun. Be amazing. I think like... I've talked about this, it could even be in the last couple of podcasts in a row, but it's been on my mind ever more. Um, it just keeps it keeps playing on my mind. And it's this paradox, Channel, of how like as I've grown in terms of content and in terms of so rare, like I've been on the platform for 15, 16 months at this stage. Do you know, there I was blessed with the the timing. Do you know, I was blessed yeah. with that. And obviously because of that, it propelled my so rare journey. I've done well through the affiliate scheme because I timed my YouTube content purely by chance got lucky got in before the Gary V boom it's all been beautiful 
And because of that now, and as I try to aspire and grow and invest as much as I can in so rare because I back it and invest as much as I can in the content, just really putting my, my everything into it, it propels you up that ladder to the point where you can be considered a whale. You're, you're no longer in a position to really... Yeah. Be engaged enough. Yeah. It's hard. To, like people can't. The the harder you try, the the harder it is for people to relate. Yeah. And it it's. I'm really trying to think about like, okay, then how can I engage the new audience and how can I engage people who are nowhere near my budget? And it's very hard unless it is where you're at and it's where you're putting all your free time in as well. It's mm. very hard to genuinely have the knowledge of all those budget players unless you're living and breathing it. So, yeah. so we're trying to come up with innovative ways to try and let get that into the content without necessarily having to be there yourself and that's where this kind of trading challenges come in where it's like okay how can three managers do with a point one budget like how yeah. can they do in a month yeah. do you know i'm not doing the work there's three guys coming and doing the work they're competing it's a fun narrative but equally you can see what's possible when three people put their minds to it and trade yeah. in that part of the market and that that's kind of where where i am with the content it's fun but i do think as you say like you know there's there's a lot more that can be done with so rare and it excites me that you coming in fresh sees it as like completely unsaturated whereas for me i'm like every fucker's doing videos these days and i'm just wrong <laughs> it's just because i live and breathe it you know yeah I, I mean if you look at the viewership numbers compared to the platform size like yeah. right now what is it how many people are currently playing or holding at least five items is it like 150k or something like that loads of people i, I don't know the numbers yeah yeah and if you look, look at the videos up. they don't they don't necessarily have over 1,000 views most of the videos out there like most of them are like 50 to 100 maybe 400 500 there's not many people watching so rare content it's like mm. people don't know yet so to me it comes across like if this platform was to blow up the way i personally expect it will especially with a lot of these bigger content creators now moving over here as well um i do believe that there's a boom coming in terms of for the content creators as well but one thing i was just coming up in my mind with like it would be nice if so rare data had a page where you could do hypothetically I would build this lineup and it would yeah. be exactly this price at this moment in time. Just picking the lowest price player on the market and you can put together a lineup and that way you can kind of like showcase people what would happen and it would show you where you would have possibly mm. placed and stuff like that. It would be cool to see and not just in terms of like content creation itself, but also for the new people coming in to kind of like see what if I would have invested a hundred, what would have happened? Like how, yeah. how good is my football knowledge how how good did i do how did i like do my research and see all right the second place team is play against the 18th this is the point where i want to buy the players they're going to have yeah. a good performance that i can sell them on for profit like I, I think that'd be a nice thing to see on the platform as well because i don't think so rare themselves will change anything in terms of like multiple accounts i think you're right um and i know that andy laird who is the head of content at Surrey Data. I know he listens. So Andy, let us know on that. Like, is there a way that you can make it? Because they have the lineup building feature. If you haven't seen it, it's very good for building lineups, but it's using your yeah, cards. I think you can actually do that with other people's cards. There's a way, but it'd be cool if in there you could have it where, I don't know. It just picks like the lowest price on the market, puts it in, in your lineup. Like you got to search up the player yourself, for example, and it mm -hmm. automatically picks the lowest price, for example. And you then know, all right, I already spent 200 on a goalkeeper. Yeah. Now let me search for a centre-back, a midfielder and forward and then the extra. And it shows you how much you would have technically spent. You lock it in. At the end of the game week, you check back and see, all right, this is how many points how I would have had. Do? That'd be nice. And, the, and if they do that, 
it's good for content creators, which is good for solar data because it's free advertising. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, there you go, go and get it done. It's actually, and I had a look there, it's five cards or more as of today is 50,700 people. Oh, okay. Um, one card or more, 80,000. But that's apparently. like um, the ones that you pay for, right? Not like the common stuff. Yeah, co commons don't count. Yeah, How many yeah, people okay. have commons? Where is that? How many people... I mean, it was 75,000 people played last week in the commons, I think. Okay, then I'm definitely, there's something here that I'm messing up. I'm just looking at owners of at least N blockchain cards. It's in one card or more, 80K. There's definitely somewhere you can see it, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so five cards or more, it is 50K. God knows how many play commons. Questions I have for you are, I'm just thinking of other things here. So just something that I know a lot of people will be thinking, um, and it's quite a, like, I don't know, Maybe a bit personal question, but a lot of people wondered, particularly with Nepenthes, when he came in and was on the podcast a couple of times, and I'm sure he'll be back. Um, did So Rare approach you to pay you to be interested? Or are you kind of, I mean, as you've already alluded to the fact that sort of Nep was chatting about it and talking about it in your groups and whatever. So obviously you've got in that way. But, do you know, is it a is it a paid thing is it just a passion is it a like what's the what's the story you can say what you're comfortable yeah, with yeah I'm, I'm open to be transparent so basically i got into it because of nep right yeah that's what happened and then i just recently signed with the same agency that nep is working together with um which hasn't been announced but it'll be fine <laughs> i signed already <laughs> <laughs> so i signed with the same agency and obviously they were the ones that uh, sent him the so rare deal back in the day and then because I knew from him that he already was in contact with them, I let the agency know, hey, I'm like heavily into it. If you have an opportunity with SoRare, please let me know because I would love to work together with them. Because I, I well and truly do believe that this is currently my number one priority at the moment. And I'm really like invested into it, not just in terms of like money, but also like emotionally laying in beds at night and thinking oh fuck i should have bought this guy and like thinking about it for an hour before you fall asleep so that, yeah. that early hype but yeah so far no paid opportunities nothing uh but hopefully down the line i'd love to work with them because i truly believe in their product not because they're like oh they paid me now i'm gonna i'm gonna advertise for them that's definitely not the thing for me yeah because i mean it's that's obviously a lot of people assume that's kind of why people like you and Nep and all get involved but at the same time like it's not worth it for you or your brand or your career to just tie yourself to something for money no. you need to believe in the product that's that's yeah. like that that's kind of the difference and it's a much smaller scale with me like much much smaller scale but i initially made podcasts and content about a different platform um called football index and a lot of people from that kind of world have ended up on so rare but even back then, I only really talked about products that I genuinely believed in. And there was a lot of people, even now, I get hit with a lot of people because I make so rare content. Um, a lot of people who have new NFT projects want me to advertise them. Mm. And I say no to literally all of them, apart from like yeah. one or two I've done a video with or done this with because it's like, oh, this is a cool idea and I like it. But it's it's just not worth tying yourself to bullshit projects for money. No, it isn't. It doesn't pay. And people maybe don't give people like, influencers or content creators enough credit for that like you need to see the other side it's not just money 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 i'll do anything it's like it no. doesn't actually pay to, to partner with shit projects you need to kind of believe in it um 100%. yeah that's very true but you said to me in terms of strategy i don't necessarily know if this is your strategy i think it comes in somewhere we can talk about it. i think you're looking here but before we recorded this we talked about what we were going to talk about and I said, like, is there anything you want to talk about? And you said that under 23s fascinates you. And I stopped you there and said, we'll talk about it on the podcast. So mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm interested, what, what fascinates you and what do you mean by that? 
for me personally, it's always been interesting to find the next best, best talent because that's how I started off my YouTube content back in the day, like mm. FIFA 13, I believe it was, where I started making career mode player reviews because back then everyone would just do player reviews on the online side of things, like yeah. the, the ultimate team stuff. And I personally thought, you know what, why... Why is no one doing it over here? And that's how my channel blew up because no one was doing it on career mode side. And I focused on like the back in the day, you didn't have these pages telling you the potential of the players and all the stats and everything. You had to actually go into the game and see what happens. So yeah. I, I always was on the lookout for the younger players that were doing well in their leagues and then seeing, all right, let me just go ahead and pick this one. Like De Feo was one of my first reviews back in the day. He was like, supposed to be the next Messi, right? Remember him? Yeah. Remember Bojan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bojan as well. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, that that's how I started off. And that kind of carried all the way through my my career as a content creator, always like focused around the young talents coming through. And with so rare, and with being the owner of the item and having utility over multiple years, it's just right to go after the under 23s because you have so much long longevity in your in your mm -hmm. investments especially if you truly believe in that player and you think he has the quality to step it up to that next level and become one of the best in the world like theo for me uh, theo hernandez i was ready to invest into it so now i'm looking at under 23 rares which i think for my content personally because people know me for the whole youngster stuff for the one the mm. kid stuff it just makes sense uh, I know it's a huge investment, though, so I'm just looking at the ETH price constantly, just, <laughs> just thinking, all right, do I buy a goalkeeper now or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah under under 23 keepers at the minute in particular is a massive like bottleneck. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's, it is. It's, it's crazy. I had, just to share with people who listen every week, I had one of the biggest wins in terms of, like, I don't know, in terms of, like, transfers or team news more team news not a transfer at the biggest win i think of like you know a piece of news coming out and an effect on prices uh the biggest one of those i've ever had last week basically i have a guy called fabian de kaiser who is like utrecht's he was their second keeper bench keeper all season and some journalist who people trust heavily he's very reputable, came out and basically said that the coach has a change of heart going into 2022 and De Kaiser's now going to be number one. This Ooh. guy's like 21 or something, another two years. I think he's another two years, two and a half years of under 23 utility. And I have a super rare and is rare. And it How went from like... Uh, <laughs> 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 you see, the, the ship's already sealed, which is the problem. Like, Oh, wow. His rare is even at like... Yeah, like 0. 0. 0.7 or something. What the hell? Do you know, so but but I got this guy like nine months ago, um, yeah. and just left him, and wow. here we are, and now I've got a super rare, and people are offering me one and a half ETH. Like yeah. I might have missed the news, but except for the fact that like seven offers came in at once for the super rare, do you, you know, do. <laughs> I knew something was up, especially <laughs> when they weren't bullshit offers. One of the offers was like an ETH, and I was like, okay, what's going on? Um, yeah. But just That's when you mentioned under twenty three, isn't it? Imagine you have like a young goalkeeper, like you did there. You kind of hope that the other one breaks his leg, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is kind of grim, but it's terrible. <laughs> that's how far it will go. <laughs> like I have um, Vandevert, but his like yeah. backup is a kid called Toby Lason, yeah. and I have Toby Lason super rare. So okay. like while I have Vandevert, 
I have the super rare of Tobulation, so it's yeah, like... I kind of hope he gets like one or two games. <laughs> it's like maybe Vandevert could do with catching COVID for a couple of weeks or it'd be nice for him to get a transfer to like a a better team in the yeah, league. Like yeah. off you go to wherever, even like, I don't know, where could you go? You head over to Ajax, do you know? Yeah, does they he play like on the, on the 21s for the national team, for example? Is that a thing? Or probably Vandevert is maybe. in there as well, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's one of those. It's like... I don't know. It's hard because you do you don't want to wish any player ill, but it's like I think whenever you it's called handcuffing in fantasy. Like whenever you have the backup and you have the the first team player, it's kind of one of those. Like now Trent's supposedly out with COVID, but he might be back in time. But I have Nico Williams in mm-hmm. super rare, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, if Trent happens to be out, at least I have Nico Williams. Yeah, you can make and that's a, a super rare. There. But it's it's one of those. Um, I think it's you 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 have to really. You test your morals whenever you only own the second player. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. watching the game and he goes down holding his hamstring and you're like, oh. Um, but yeah, under 23s, you're looking to build a team. You're looking to get involved. Yeah. Is there anyone you have your eye on? Is there any sort of budget you have in mind or what's the plan? I was thinking like uh, max of like three ETH possibly uh, as yeah. like the next investment that I want to go for. But for the whole team, obviously, not just for the goalkeeper. <laughs> That's what I was saying, because I'm looking there. Do you have an under-23? You don't have an under-23 rare goalkeeper yet? No, no. Um, I was like looking at Vindal, for example, but all the players that I was looking at two weeks ago, all of them are up 1K. I, I suggested Muric to Nep. He bought him for 2.2 or something a week ago. Now he goes for 3.5. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> what happened here? Uh, maybe yeah. it's because of the ETH price going up again that people have like old auctions up and the price just kept going up or in Euro terms. But um, yeah, he has he has risen a lot. But Muric was like one that I was interested in. Vindal was one. Lafont is kind of consistent uh, when you look at under 23 goalkeepers, like in terms of his SO5 scores. Um, who else was there? The Slodina from the MLS. But then again, the patience levels just aren't there. Just, <laughs> I just don't have it in me. Like Lomaev, for example, from the Russian league, very good, c- consistent performer in terms of rare goalkeepers, quite cheap at the moment when you look at his SO5 stats. Mm-hmm. And I should technically go for him because by the time the leagues come back around on like the 26th of February, um, he'd probably be up at least 50%. But I just don't have the patience. And that's mm. that's the thing. So I got to work on that side of myself because at the same time, while he's cheap, he's also a good performer. So mm. technically, the right thing to do would be to buy him now and hold on. But I just don't have it in me. <laughs> it's I know, just not yeah. there yet. It's it's tough that like, and I think that that again comes down to the struggle of just starting out and trying to build because you really do need the utility from the get go yeah. for entertainment levels, for engagement levels. Exactly. Like whenever you've been on a bit longer and you've a bit more depth, you can afford to kind of hang on to those yeah. guys who have off seasons and wait for them to come back around. Um, and it's always lovely, like because you'll get you'll get to know this as you're on the platform longer. Like I have a few MLS cards who I just haven't looked at in months, a few super rares, and that'll rock back around. It's like oh remember that guy or like the yeah. Austrian Bundesliga they're gone I feel like oh geez remember Brendan Aronson like oh brilliant I've got him yeah. to choose from Joe you know, it's nice when it comes back around because it just creeps up on you um, but definitely at the start yeah it's all about that utility and I think for under 23s the goalkeeper is a massive bottleneck you're going to have to put probably a 30 year budget in there yeah looks like it. It. I mean the outfield Maybe. players are kind of alright in terms of pricing but um, yeah the goalkeepers are a tough one I just 
wonder, this is something I'm personally scared of, if they're ever gonna like come up with a solution that's gonna make the entry into those types of um, mm. divisions a little bit easier. Just like they've done with the common for the all-star rare, for example, right? For the rare divisions. Mm. Uh, I just wonder if that's something that they have planned. Because I don't know, can you put common on the 23 goalkeeper into the rare on the 23s? Is that a possibility? I'm pretty sure you can use one common in any rare division, yeah. Let me just double oh, okay. check that. So it's not just all-star? No, I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, you can do that. You can put one common oh, okay. um, into any rare I mean, if I had one, that'd be a solution for now, temporarily, but I just don't mm. have a young goalkeeper at the moment. But You see, it used to work on a draft system where you could pick them, so the, the kind of thing everyone did then was, at least what I did, was I picked Nubel when he was under 23, and I picked LaFont as my common goalkeepers, so that I had under 23 common goalkeepers. Mm. A lot of people did that back when they signed up a year ago, or oh, six okay. months ago, but recently it's changed to this kind of pack process where you don't really yeah. have any say in your commons, but now you do win many more commons in the, the common division, so you can always be hunting and fishing for that under 23 goalkeeper that plays, but you know, the bottom line is, I think the, the common keeper works when you're trying to grind ETH. When you're trying to win cards, it's a massive... It's, yeah. it's, you know, for under 23s, it's probably not worth worth your while. You know, you might yeah. win a few tier threes. You might win, if you're an absolutely amazing week, you might get a tier two. But the bottom line is, it's just so competitive these days. It's so yeah. competitive. And if you have 80 plus scores across the board before players, you know, you're touching 320 points. If your yeah. keeper keeps a clean sheet, you know, you're you're coming towards 400. But if they're, if they're a common goalkeeper... I mean, you're losing 40% or something straight off the bat. All yeah. of a sudden, you're coming in around 360, 370 as opposed to 420 when you include the bonuses. And that 50 points, that 40 points, that 30 points, that's everything. That That's podium. Yeah. That's stars, tier ones. That's right down to, like, at best on an amazing week like that, a tier two. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. That's that's the thing that, that's also one thing that i feel like with so rare like a lot of the people that are financially in in a good spot should consider something like this this because at the moment i feel it is pay to win right yeah that that's how how you look at it in fifa terms like you have money you open packs constantly get the coins and get the best players and your players shit on whoever you play against because he just has a bunch of regular goals while you play with icons right yeah and i, I feel like as much as i love the platform right now it is very much pay to win so yeah the more money you have the easier life is gonna be on so rare let's 100%. be real about that it's not like i i, I don't want anyone to think from my viewers that all of a sudden with 50 euros you can build up an empire uh, sure, if you're very meticulous about it and you spend every single minute of your day on SoRare constantly bidding for that 50 cent profit constantly, I just I just think it is very much pay to win at the moment. And you for the people that are at those top levels right now, they must be looking down and thinking, yes, more people are coming in. This is nice. More rewards for me. Come. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I think... For me, as an initial investment, I am just going to put a lot into it. And there was one thing that I mentioned to SoRare themselves as well. I don't know if any of their employees listen to you. Is that a possibility? Yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was saying, like, they have to implement a security step of a key, a physical security key, a Yubi key, if you know those ones, where if you I... don't plug that in, you can't log in into the account. 
that like other bigger crypto platforms have that stuff, which I think would be very important because people are not playing with small amounts of money on this platform. Mm. And just having like email and Google authenticator and the uh, seeding words and whatever, I just don't think it's enough mm. when it comes down to security. So that's one of my worries when it comes to the platform, because what happens if things are gone? Is Sorare going to come back and say, hey, we saw what happened here. You got your cash back. No, <laughs> especially if you don't have any reach, uh, yeah. like as a content creator, I might be able to cause a fuss and that might be bad publicity for them, right? But hmm. if there's a normal guy out there that has no following, no nothing, they, they get hacked and everything's gone. That'd be yeah. very sad. So that's why I'm saying like a physical key would be very nice to have. Yeah, no, that, that's a great suggestion. I can't say I'm particularly well versed on all that to kind of bounce back with you, but I suppose if so rare listening, have a listen. Yeah, yeah. Hope, hopefully they, they listen to that and act on it or or hope. give a reason why not to you. But um, you pretty much inadvertently described something I talk about regularly there about this. I kind of talk about it like an axis, like a graph. I need to try and get this graph drawn. It's probably pretty simple. And maybe it's actually a more complicated graph than I have it in my mind. But basically, I just think you need one or two things. You need time, you need money. You can pay to win or you can put all the time in the world in and win. Yeah. Realistically, for night, if, if this wants to go mainstream and wants to get millions of people playing it you need to be able to do it on a fair amount of time at the minute if you want to put in two hours a week you need money if you want to succeed Mm. if you put in 40 hours a week you can trade your bollocks off and you can make a lot of money and you can do really well but who has 40 hours a week to stick into so rare not many people so for me, it's kind of, you need the time or the money, but you're right. For the average consumer, it's, it's very much at the minute pay to win. If you've, because, you know, it's a simple, it's a simple thing. I don't need to really describe it. You know, if you can afford Mbappe and Haaland, you're going to win under 23s more often than someone who's playing with yeah. Daryl Dyke. Yeah. You just, you just are. So no, what you say is fair. Um, so yeah, that what did I want to speak about outside that? We, this always happens in podcasts. You, you have a few things to talk about and you go off <laughs> ranting for 40 minutes and you haven't actually hit on it. The only things that really happen in terms of so rare announcements for the week, they had the player of the year cards. I'll ask you in a nutshell, did you think they looked nice or not? Oh, coming from Ultimate Team, they all look abysmal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting thing to talk about. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like It's... It's one of the simplest things you need to do on the platform. I get it. Like going from what they had before, which is like the most basic form of item to go into something that actually looks sick might be too much of a jump. They, they might not want to scare people like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, look at this. This is too much all of a sudden. I get that. But yeah, a little bit more detail would have been nice, I think. There's definitely a lot more that they can put into it to make it look attractive to new people coming in. Because I personally looked at it for one second and I was like, yeah, no thanks. As long as they don't have any special utility like getting XP bonuses that help you along the way, I just don't see the point in buying them personally. It cannot be hard to find. And I mean, God love whoever's making these look, I'm sure they're really good. And I'm sh- Maybe they've got more than one thing at all. Maybe they're making all the art for everything and they're, they're yeah. kind of stretched thin. But I mean, like... I got a couple of the Player of the Year cards. The reason I got them was because I have a bit of a love thing with Danny Parejo. Yeah, I got you. Um, basically, I have all his special limited cards, so I had to get one of these. Yeah. And I got a Jared Moreno one. I bought it for 0.1416, and I sold my normal limited for 0.14. 
So I paid yeah. 0.0016, which is nothing, yeah. to upgrade it to a Makes player sense. of the year card. So, like, I did it. But even as I look at the legends and whatever else, like, the cards just, they aren't as pretty as they could be. Like, I am convinced the guy who makes my YouTube thumbnails or the guy who makes this so far so rare podcast artwork could mark a few up. I might actually do that. I might get them. I might just pay my artist guys and be like, hey, you know, design a few so rare cards for the laugh. Let's see what you come up with. Yeah, it can't be that hard. That's <laughs> the thing as well, like with the tops items, like the physical cards, right? That yeah. people kind of unpack and stuff. You see the designs on it. You see the value in it, in the art, and you're like, okay, this actually looks sick. This will mm. be worth a lot of money down the line. Right now, when I look at an Mbappe item, it, the value in it right now for me is just the utility, not the mm. collective, like the collectible side of things because it doesn't look special. Mm. And once they upgrade that as well and they have like a certain actual like style that really looks unique, it's not going to be looked at as an NFT to invest in, but more like I can use this guy and mm. get something out of him. But like that's how I see it coming in from the outside just now. So I think they can they can do a much better job in terms of like design and stuff. I, I agree. I'm looking there on the market. So much value. A hundred percent. I think one of their prettier cards, and I don't even know if it's that pretty. Maybe it's just because you know, I live in this world of so rare, and it's it's all about that anchoring. And I compare it to the kind of standard issue looking cards. But whenever you come from the ultimate team and you're seeing all these amazing looking cards, maybe these still just look shit. But yeah. the player edition cards that have like the gold border and the autograph on them, they look a bit more premium. Yeah. But there's so few of them on the platform. Like, they could really double down on that autograph bit, a bit more like for actual consumers and people who are buying cards and collecting cards. At the minute, there's going to be so few of those out there. Um, and it's a nice design. And having the autograph is a really significant thing oh, yeah. in card collecting. To keep that exclusively for those player edition cards to me just seems like a mistake. Yeah, There should be autographed cards that come out X, Y, like certain times of the year or on certain edition cards because... Yeah. I think if they have if they have a thousand limited items, have ten of them randomly with the signing on it. Yeah. Why not? Just make some limiteds worth more than the others just by the looks of things. Like adds another layer to it in I mean, my that, eyes. I think that's what they're trying to do, obviously, with the player of the year and all that. Like you know, yeah. they they're making these special edition cards out of the limiteds because there's so many of them. But as as you say, like there's no reason they can't use the autographs a bit more, but yeah, it makes it a bit more personal when you have the mm. player's signature on it. It and feels it, real, I guess, was the exactly. right way of saying it. Yeah, it feels real. And in traditional card collecting, autographs are the most significant part of collecting, yeah. arguably. So why shouldn't that be brought over to the NFT space? I think having them exclusively for player cards is a mistake, personally. But yeah. we move on. So the player of the year cards come out. Ten limiteds for every player on that list. Um, hope somebody has picked them up. The they are breaking ground and expanding in the US. They welcome six key hires, so they're growing New York office, and this keeps up. A lot of these updates seem to be about hires. They continue growing. Did whenever you've seen they're hoping to have 200 employees by the end of 2022 did that fill you with confidence did that make you think they're going on to bigger and better things yes definitely because i feel like a lot of times what a lot of people that are short-term successful do is they get to a spot and they stop right mm. that that's something i've seen with many youtubers as well that i still right now see with many out there uh, where you get to a certain level and you're like, yeah, this is fine. I'm good with this. Mm -hmm. And then you don't realize that things are actually declining. 
So seeing them add on on top of the success that they already had now with bringing in more people that hopefully will have great ideas moving forward. I like that a lot. But I hope that the whole like new sport thing is not going to split it up too much because yeah. football is so global. Uh, they could they can be the number one on this rather than doing the mistake that I basically did with like splitting myself up and doing career mode and ultimate team and trying to entertain the other side as well while I was actually one of the best on this side. I, I hope that Sorare gets it right when they do it because it could be bad. I hope it, it's not going to be. It's interesting what you've said there. Um, I won't talk about it here at the minute, but I've been having a bit of a dilemma in terms of the content I make and where I put my time. And I've been thinking like what I should put more time into. And at the minute, I feel like I am kind of spreading myself too thin and maybe I should just double down on what I'm good at or what I enjoy making or what's successful. So yeah, I think you're, you're buying on, you know, and it's a big concern a lot of people have. They're, you know, the football product itself isn't even remotely finished. Yeah. Not even close. Um, yeah. There's a lot. Do you know what? They're all it's all roses and, and rose tinted glasses and, and beautiful on Twitter and CEOs saying this and doing this and that. And I'm very supportive of everything and I'm really bullish on them. But there is still a lot of discontent, a lot of things that just haven't been addressed. I mean, since before you come on, like the rewards have, have been a shit show for a long time. Do you yeah. know, this progression bar thing. I, I waited to do a new tutorial waiting for that progression bar. And it's got to the point where I'm just waiting so fucking long that I'm doing another tutorial. I did one at start of 2021, did well. I was kind of waiting. I'll wait till there's this progression bar and new sort of utility and the side game what dimension. Is it supposed to be? I don't know about it yet. Like I know that so, people are talking about the threshold going away and yeah, the progression bar or something. So basically what's kind of been thrown out there is, and it's been a while, but like back in like May it was mentioned, like, yeah, the threshold won't be around forever. But we'll bring in another alternative where those cards that average your 40s and 50s and can pop out nice scores but never are going to win you tournaments, they will have a utility in our progression bar, which uh, the whole pro... Do you know in FIFA where you start the ultimate team bit and if you get X amount, a certain amount of XP, you unlock the lone player oh, and the then you get the progress. pack. Oh, season no, progress. Thanks. So I'm thinking they think the progress bar, instead of getting your E threshold, you will get a certain amount of points and you... this progression bar goes up over a longer period so over two months three months maybe less maybe it's a month i don't know but over a certain amount of game weeks you accumulate points and every point matters and then at the end of that period you get a bigger reward than so instead of getting 10 0.02 thresholds maybe you'll get 0.15 so you're making less because the whole concept of what people are sort of projecting is that we're not going to win as much <laughs> mm. you know it's unsustainable the current ETH thresholds as people sign up so maybe they've said there'll be ETH prizes there'll be card prizes and there'll be like XP prizes there'll be like three things you can decide and you can decide what you want type of thing mm. so that's pretty much all we know they might have changed that they might not have changed that they've mentioned side games maybe there's more to it maybe there's not but we were expected to have that at the end of the summer it never mm. happened. They said we're working on it. You'd rather they get it right than butcher it. So you have to praise them for sticking to their guns. But at the same yeah, time... Yeah, I like that. I like that. Not rushing it is definitely a good thing. But at the same time, it's everyone's all fun. We're hiring <laughs> loads of people. We're looking at new sports. We're doing this. We're doing that. It's like rewards and fucking tournaments are fucked. You know, like you can't just keep not saying or saying, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it next month. We'll talk about it next week. It Look, bottom line is it's taking the piss is what it's doing. 
I mean, I'm still very bullish. I'm sure they'll sort it out. But I mean, like it is taking the piss. <laughs> What, what was the what was a reward structure that you guys enjoyed then? Because obviously I just came in fresh. Like, what was the old structure that you guys enjoyed? I forget. I forget. I think the old rewards were. I think there was a little less logic in them when they were there, and I don't know how they were decided or if it was manually updated or what. But there were rewards pools that were there, and they brought in the dynamic one, which was meant to matter like how many teams were playing. Um, how many rewards were in the pools, how many players, like loads of different metrics that were meant to keep it dynamic and lovely. But basically it was shite. And mm. they've now said they're going to go away from the dynamic and do something else. Yeah. But I think like the people, I don't particularly follow it. I don't, I'm not a big data nerd when it comes to all this channel, but there's people out there who live and breathe it and they aren't happy and their word's good enough for me. So it's like, yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other spiel. I'll talk to you about that offline. We'll, we'll have a chat and I'll fill you in and all that shit. But basically, let's be let's go back to what we're talking about. They've hired a load of people for the New York office, which is great. We have to say, look, hiring people, it's good. Trying to get world-class talent is hard. And they're certainly getting a lot of really, really top, I don't know, top tech people and top whatever people from different sort of big companies and with a lot of experience. can only be positive. This is an interesting one then. So today, there's a game jam. Game jam coming. Where basically they've partnered with Homey Games to launch their first ever game jam. Basically, in a nutshell, I'll not read it all out. There is a challenge for people to build games for so rare legends and retired player cards. So this is a in a way kind of mobilizing their community to be creative and give them ideas for what they can do. Mm-hmm. They have said this is separate. Um, this is unrelated to their own work and concepts for Legend Special Weekly, so they're still coming. But it's them looking for more ways to add utility to Legends and retired player cards, and they're looking for people to get creative. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that in terms of like keeping the items somehow useful after they're done. Like mm-hmm. someone like an Aguero, for example, that just had to retire. Um, if you invested a lot of money into him in the higher tiers, it would be a shame to then all of a sudden, because of his health conditions, lose out on like money that you invested into him. So I really hope that they do build up something that mm. will bring you consistency in terms of like using the retired players and legends. Mm. But I don't know what they kind of expect to happen initially. I think everyone kind of expected something on the platform itself. Yeah. Rather than something that you will have to work on with on the outside. Like, is this why they made it possible to take your cards off the platform so that you can go onto these other ones and do whatever you need to do? Or, like, I, I don't quite understand. I hope they bring it onto the platform, whatever they have planned, because I think then mm-hmm. you will actually have the people investing into it. Because right now, me personally, looking at the announcement, it doesn't excite me. Like, I didn't go onto the market and be like, oh, I got to get a legend now, immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. Some people did. My, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, what I think uh, it'll happen, I think it'll be another so rare data brag mega where, you know, it's this third party that you can utilize your cards on that site through authentication or authorization from so rare's main site. Um, 
maybe it's different for the retired cards maybe they could just bring them to another place altogether but for legends you know if they're going to have their own special weeklies there's only it's only going to cause customer service nightmares and nightmares and for everyone if people have to export and import and export and import depending on where the best competition is yeah so i think it'll just be another third party site personally this made me laugh i don't know where he pulled it from but professor techers tweeted about this um i have no idea it looks like a screenshot from instagram maybe but um, is someone talking about this like the goal of the jam is to bring SoRare's NFT cards to life your challenge is to find the most engaging way of doing so SoRare users will be able to use their legend cards as characters of mobile games or something like he's blocked that bit this might actually be from this Homa Games or whoever's thing I don't know but this this is this kind of made me laugh the limit is the sky when it comes to creativity please don't be afraid of making platini cook pancakes or van bast and avoid monsters in his run towards the goal so they're looking for these like proper gamey ideas like I'm thinking overcooked okay. and you've got your your David Villa you know, doing keepy uppies with a pancake and kicking it over to someone else do you know like what okay. is going to come of this I don't know I have no idea. But I'm um, just glad that they aren't doing it because yeah. then I would feel like it's a waste of time. Yeah. It's I'm like, glad that they're focusing on their own integration their own into the platform because I'd rather have it like someone on the outside is dealing with this and the SolarAir team is focusing on the platform itself rather than them actually actively helping out there because mm. it's just going to be a mess. I'm... Yeah, I, th- I think the less said the better and all this, but look, let's hope that some really creative people come up with some fun stuff yeah. and maybe we'll look back in hey, six months. Good, we'll, we'll take part in it. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll look really back decent. and it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. So look, that that's all that really happened in terms of SoRare's announcements. There hasn't been a mad amount of activity. Do you know AFCON's kicked off, which is very exciting. Some controversy over there, some great games, um, some mad challenges and some goals and whatever else. But yeah, um, <laughs> was that the first game to tackle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, not <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot going on. Um, it's nice to actually build some teams for the upcoming game week at uh, the weekend. You know there are teams back, but again. I think it's frustrating for everyone on the platform now. Um, at least it is for me with all these COVID doubts and trying to get news is a killer. It's a killer in yeah. different languages and all sorts. And, you know, you just don't know if a guy's going to play and you don't know whether to chance him or not. And look, I and you, we both have the luxury of YouTube viewers who will say, oh, he's out with such and such. No. We have that feedback and it's amazing and it really helps us. Mm. For the average Joe who's there farting about on Twitter building their teams, like getting news must be an absolute disaster. Even me, I, I leave players in who have COVID because I miss it, and if that's even with people all helping me out, with people, with, if people weren't helping me out, I would be absolutely fucked. Yeah, I mean, if you have, especially if you do take part in a lot of the divisions, like in Champion yeah. Europe, Challenger, and all that, it, it does get a bit messy. So mm. hopefully. We'll get a bit clarity soon, but yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. We might see a lot more postponements and all that stuff, but mm. it is what it is. It we can't is. do anything against it, sadly. Yeah, it is what it is. So I'm going to ask some of the questions that have been submitted from listeners. So the dot Joe Metaverse Joe has asked. He says there's always a lot of discussion on the overall progression in so rare from limited to rare and rare to super rare. Shouldn't the first focus for so rare be the progression from common to limited to make the platform as new user friendly as possible? Get all those FIFA players involved. He says for example, add one more division between limited and common. Casual could be common only. Casual Pro could be a common and two limiteds. And limited could be limited only, or your limiteds and a common. 
Uh, this way people can compete with only two limiteds for limited prizes, maybe even give all new players one limited when signing on. It's just an idea he's had. So yeah. I think we kind of talked about this earlier. You were sort of saying, um, you know, a lot of people are coming, they're younger, maybe they're on lower budgets. You know, for so long, the kind of narrative, I mean, commons were really not worth, they're still not worth anything technically, but the, the common division, or like I think it was the rookie league, like the chances of winning were like one one in 10,000 or so. I don't know. Yeah. You're not, you weren't winning. Now, it is a bit more competitive now, there's a bit more going on, but still, to win is tough. Yeah. So realistically, for someone to sign up with Commons and progress to actually have a competitive SO5 half team. Half a year until you have a limited team that is worth 15 euros. And that's if you're lucky, I'd say. Yeah. That's yeah. if you've done well in Common. That's yeah. if you've packed, you've you've got lucky with the players you've pulled. Yeah, you got to pull him at least five times. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's... Good luck with that. that. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that with the amount of people entering. So, yeah, maybe the first focus should be people being able to go from the free-to-play to, to being actually having a competitive paid team sooner I don't know I mean when people ask me I don't even really mention playing in commons as an option like I maybe say it as like a yeah go and see what the game's about and do commons but like if you're here for fun yeah you know get stuck into commons you know that could yeah, be fun sure. if you're here for money and like you want to you do want to trade and you do want to try and make a bit of money over time and you know grow a gallery like you're wasting your time starting a commons you're, you're giving up valuable time you know you yeah. need to deposit something. You're you're not going to be able to compete and have fun without paying. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. And to minute. his question, I think they have to do something about there just being three items given away to seventy five thousand people. Yeah, that's, that, that that's took bullshit. Part last week, it's ridiculous. Like you have so many lower tier players that don't get playtime at all. Like have a pool of I don't know a bunch of players that had ten DNPs. In the last 10 games, they haven't played a single one. Not due to injury, but because they actually aren't just being picked. Have those players given away to the uh -huh. commons? Uh, in like more, hundreds of them. Just just do it. It's just going to help the platform grow somewhat. Because uh -huh. then people actually get excited about, oh, I actually got something. that's That might be worth something down the line. Uh -huh. Just giving three players to <laughs> a pool of 75,000 people and it isn't even like the top tier stuff doesn't make sense. And if you do want the po to have the podium the way it is, give a higher tier of, of, of items that you give away. I think right now it's tier two limited, so if I'm not mistaken, uh, for getting podium. You don't the even winner get gets tier a one. tier one. The winner gets oh, a tier winner, one. Yeah, and then it's tier two, tier two, right? Yeah. Yeah, so just give higher tiers to the people that actually win it because then they will be able to sell that one player and get themselves a team. But then again, it's just three people every week. Is that how you want to grow your platform in terms of like welcoming in new people that might then end up spending money? You've you've teed me up, Charlie. You fuck it. You've teed me up the tee off because this is something that has escaped my attention until right now. I always I haven't looked there in so long and that's on me. Maybe I should have looked at this. I just assumed it would be better. The fact that they have fifty four thousand people fifty four thousand two hundred and seventy nine people have sat down and entered a team into casual. So they're 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 hot. Do you know in terms of sales, they're hot. Yeah. They're ready to go. They're there. They're teeter. They they can't wait. 
I'd close that seal in a heartbeat. Get that guy on a Zoom call. He's in the bag. <laughs> 54,000 people have sat down and entered a team. And you mean to tell me so rare? It is, it's nothing short of an absolute fucking disgrace. You've re- I, this has escaped me until now. Yeah. I'm calling out whoever's listening. If you're at so rare, whatever. It is nothing short of a fucking disgrace that three limiteds are given out to over 50,000 people. And I'll tell you what, there's another day and 10 hours or 15 hours to the deadline. There'll be 70,000 people in there. 100%, yeah. And you're giving away three limited cards. My fucking giveaways are bigger than that. Oh, yeah. I, I give away more than that. <laughs> yeah. A tier one limited. If you beat seventy thousand people, two That's tier ridiculous. two limiteds. You yeah. mean to tell me I can come second out of seventy thousand odd people? And if I might get, if I'm lucky, a limited Yang Han Bean. <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah, I mean, t- I thought when I looked into it at first, I didn't think anything of it, but now I think at least like the top 1,000 should be given something. Give them something. Even if it's like one euro in ETH value, just give them something so that they can keep building towards something here. Or even like an ETH threshold in that sense as well, just 10 cents when you make it to, <laughs> I don't know, 350 points. At least you're building towards something, but giving three items to that pool of people and you expect them to actually care, uh, it's just not going to work when they see how much the other side actually makes, like the, the, the paid side, how entertaining that is, how involved you get with the players that you get. And there's just so many people that can't actually get involved. Like words escape me. How that's been signed off on. That is an insult. That is that is an insult to people who go out of their way to sign up. Yeah. In my opinion. It is. It's just it's not worth your time really to log <laughs> in at that stage. I, I always knew you had to place really highly, but I've been saying that for months and not looked. I assumed they'd opened it up to a few more. I didn't mm. think it was still just podium. Yeah. Three people like I think the 4 to 10% get a star common, right? That's how it works. So if you make it into the top 10%, you get a star common. Which, oh, all right. a, a free card that can't be traded? Yeah, and you got to make lovely. it in there like, let's say, 10 times until you have a very competitive lineup that then could possibly, maybe, podium. But at the end of the day, a lot of people will have that same team and it will just come down to... Who captained who? <laughs> that's that's what's going to make the difference. Like the amount of tier three limiteds that exist, and the that amount of them that are set aside for their rewards. Yeah. But even if they're useless, give them away. Yeah. No one's going to buy them. Yeah. Give them away. It might cost you a few hundred quid each week. You're going to your... print another thousand next year. Fuck me. Do you know what? That I, I refuse to believe that that's a decision that's been made. That is either an oversight, and if it's an oversight, it's worrying, or it's a something huge is coming, and they can't be arsed writing the code to change things now whenever something big's coming in two weeks. I mean, it has to be that, because if it's not that... Oh, oh. There's, look, I'm it's moving on from this. Onboarding it's pissing people. me off. Yeah. It's pissing me right <laughs> off. Like, that's a fuck. Do you know, that's an insult to people who go out of their way to play casual. It's an insult to affiliates like us who onboard people. Like, yeah. 
you're not going to convert the people that we brought to you because of your shit casual league. It's an insult to people who refer their mates. It's an insult to the whole platform having three fucking rewards for that. Anyway, that's just, I can't believe I've missed that deny. Anyway, <laughs> I, and I, do you know what? I don't think I've re- overreacted. No, I don't think you did. I think <laughs> it is ridiculous to think that three people should be rewarded out of 75,000. It is a bit mad. What percentage is that? Oh, I don't even want to know. <laughs> and then we're ending this. That is not point not not four percent. Give we them move that much on. each at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. All right. On we go. Um, next yep. question. Let's hope it's it's not as yeah. <laughs> so rare, yeah. So rare newbies. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick up a storm about that. Um, so rare newbies. Do you think you might eventually be able to use your so rare players in your FIFA team? Seems an obvious partnership, and would blow so rare into, into the big time. I'll answer this one quickly, and then I'd love no. to see what you think. I just don't think I can see FIFA ever partnering with so rare because yeah, FIFA they can't if, do Peggy three if they do that. They can't if, do. It's just like money comes into it and ownership. I think it might be even more considered as gambling. And at yeah. that point, they can't do a Peggy 3 then, which is like free to play for everyone, right? For people listening, Peggy 3, does that mean like, is that like the age you can play or? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like the, the age you can play. I think it's even lower. I think it's even zero, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. everyone can play FIFA. But um, if something like that was to happen, um, I do believe it will be an issue. But EA's... Uh, like CEO or something tweeting something about like play to earn games are the future Mm. at some point it will happen I think so especially because our generation kind of realized that the only way to actually make money is to invest rather than keeping it in your bank and a lot of people are getting involved in crypto and making good returns if you do your research and actually have an idea of what's going on this is not financial advice disclaimer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just important to um yeah realize that play to earn is the way to go in the future and yeah you will do it and all the other con- all the other bigger companies have talked about that as well i think ubisoft is already doing it if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. so they are slowly the triple a companies are slowly moving towards it and i think it's the right thing to do because i'd rather own the players that i spent thousands of fifa points on uh, than having them gone by the next season. Like, at least keep them in my club, but give them, like, minus one on all their stats every year that we progress. Mm. Just so I have some utility from the amount of money and time I've spent on the game or, on a yeah, yearly basis. Yeah. I always thought if you could pick your favorite three players to come over and kickstart your next season or something. I mean, I'm not even saying that's the answer, but I, it always pissed me off, and I think it's what actually eventually just turned me off because I had just finished grafting, I don't know in May and then it was a few months later and it was like oh yeah all that work's gone it was like alright I'm yeah. done with this shit yeah. um, it's a waste of time really I mean t- for me personally it came down to that and to now question. five hours a day on story <laughs> 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 who knows if that is a waste of time or not we'll see yeah. time will tell to me I just think with that question while it's obviously the dream um, I just think FIFA are too big and they would do their own thing I don't yeah they would do, definitely do their own thing they, they would do their own like, thing combine with anyone unless so rare gets too big to ignore which i hope it does but yeah. um, for that to happen they have to give more than three limiteds to seventy-five thousand people 
Because, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's going to be the title of this podcast, I think. Like, <laughs> three limiteds, 75,000 people, but Chani, that's the title. <laughs> Make a note. Um, the, yeah, I think the thing is licensing, you know. So Rare, obviously, they they nailed down all these NFT licenses, I'm pretty sure, for, like, the fantasy element. Um, that's kind of their thing. So if FIFA were to do their own version of NFTs in those leagues that, so rare license which they obviously use in their game I don't know how it would work would they have to license it as a video game or as something different other than fantasy do you know what I mean it would be yeah, a different license especially uh, like in my mind now I'm coming up with thoughts like if I have a Haaland NFT that I then can play can I capture a screenshot in game of Haaland doing a bicycle kick and then sell that because I own that NFT that the player that just does exactly that mm. movement like it, it will, there will be a lot of things to be discussed if something like that ever happens um but yeah the ea have the best lawyers out there so i'm pretty sure if they ever step into it they will have everything locked down exactly how they want it yeah so like it depends this is just a side story for you there's a there's an nft out there called wrapped strikers i think um, on OpenSea and they their kind of thing or where, where any cloud for them comes from is they're very much seen as like almost the first ever football NFT project so like the Mbappes the Messis and the Ronaldos there could be considered those players NFT rookie so while so rare is very collectible if we take the, the kind of if we look at the macro kind of space and we look at it in 15-20 years everything's digital what was Mbappe's first ever NFT it's rap strikers that's why they look mm-hmm. at that but there's a licensing issue there I don't think they're licensed but a theory around that is that they're on the blockchain baby there's nothing they can do so mm-hmm. if they did come in with a lawsuit or if they did try and do anything about it it just adds to the inf- how infamous they are and it adds to their yeah. notoriety or whatever and they, they become this like oh my god that's like this outlawed unlicensed but real yeah. collectible do you know what I mean it adds yeah, to it almost it adds, adds value, to the story yeah. So that's just, it's a bit different, but I'm talking about that when you say about screenshotting a bicycle kick and using it and da-da-da. The licensing's a really awkward one and a weird one. Um, yeah. But look, we'll see, we'll see how it all goes. Um, all right, we'll take one or two more. What did you find the most complex to understand when you joined the SoRare platform and what areas lack logic that need to be improved in your opinion? That's from Jay Fraz. I think once you get on the platform, it doesn't really do a good job in like explaining you what divisions you can play in what kind of the level of entry kind of is like knowing how much you would kind of technically have to invest on average to be winning rewards something like that would be quite helpful um just understanding the divisions the challenger the champion i mean i only learned it because i did my own research right and i had someone explaining it to me but when you open up fifa uh, you jump on ultimate team for the first time you have like 10 tutorials mm. and on so rare i had nothing and it was quite complicated even even the payment stuff like how to get the money onto the platform and all that stuff like i had to watch videos to kind of understand how it's all working out and even though i tried the ramp thing for example a bunch of times there's like 50,000 verification steps that you have to same do. with me i tried to yeah. do it in a hurry a couple of weeks ago and just couldn't get verified yeah it's 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 an odd one it says you're going to get an email you don't get an email so 
there are a lot of things that I personally struggled with starting off, but once you kind of settle in after like a month of spending time of learning things, it's okay. But I think it could, it could go much faster, which then again is another issue that they have to fix to open it up to more people because there's probably, I don't know, at least a thousand people every day that go onto the platform, look at it and think, oh, this kind of looks nice, but I have no clue what's going on here. Mm. Uh, and there's nothing that explains it to you. Like, I wish there was a spot that you can go to and it actually explains everything, like a FAQ type thing that is properly done and explains it in the most simple way possible to the people. I haven't seen that on a platform when I got onto it. At least it wasn't visible to me. So mm. you got to make it even more visible. Good. Well, I hope they're listening. There's some feedback. Um, interested to know why you picked a picture of... Theo doing his best Tim Sherwood impression on this one. That's for the artist from FI Trent. Uh, Midland Soccer Cards. Is there a space for FIFA to join the NFT world? Is it risk gambling even more so than Ultimate Team? And do you see a way they could add an 18-plus element to the game to make it a possibility? We've covered half of this. Do you think they could ever, that Peggy 3 or whatever you say, um, do you think they could tag on and make like an adult-only aspect to the game? If anything, it would have to be an add-on. I think it would have to be an exclusive part of the game which has to be separate, otherwise they can't do it. And I, th I still think like when you look at the offline game modes that you play, career mode specifically, and my player, um, those trailers had more views than the Ultimate Team ones. So it kind of shows you that there's still a huge demand for the offline uh, side of FIFA. So I think they would have to do then two separate games technically with the same game engine, but one of them is 18 mm -hmm. plus, including NFTs, and then the other one uh, the kids can play. Uh, that's maybe the only solution that I think they could come up with mm. because doing both at the same time in the same game is going to be very hard to do. And now they're losing the FIFA license as well, if you don't know. like They don't have the naming rights anymore. Uh, that's going to be quite interesting to see how they're going to handle that because it's been their name for such a long time. Everyone just knows it on the FIFA. Mm. So I'm interested to see how that develops as well. I hope for the best because obviously I made content on, on it, but um, I hope to see more progress on that side of things as well. Speaking of making content, Kelvin wants to know what could SoRare implement that would help improve your content? We kind of talked about this earlier in the video or the podcast. Reward reveal videos, challenging other managers inside games, better scouting tools, etc. Anything like that? I think... A scouting tool, I mean, the stuff that Soray Data does is great. I think the, the platform is massive. I think I spent more time on Soray Data than I do on Soray itself. I think that's probably for most managers. Yeah. Um, but the, the platform itself can definitely do a little bit of a better job in terms of like scouting and stuff. Um, it's not necessarily ideal. I mean, I, I highly prefer a page about the page rather than being on it itself, you know? So I'm mm -hmm. rather on the SoRare data side. So I think they, they definitely have a lot of things to do, but as someone that just newly got into it, I think it's fine for now. Like it's not catastrophic. I understand how things work, but I can see where people struggle. Mm. That's fair. Uh, I'm just looking here, reading through the questions, trying to pick one more. Um, so I'll ask one more and we'll we'll wrap this up. So espresso yourself. We've asked that one, I think, or a similar question to that. Um, what does that mean? Espresso yourself. 
I don't know, express yourself? Just a dodgy <laughs> pun? I like it. Uh, so Rare Talent Investing wants to know, do you think it's possible for So Rare to stream all top 20 leagues games on the platform? Like, for example, the same way some betting sites do. I've talked about this before, and I think it's the grand vision for So Rare. I don't know if they'll ever get, like, the Premier League TV rights. That yeah. costs a lot of money. They would have the to Asian do a lot ones. in the meantime. But, yeah, as, as we come, like, when you look at Paddy Power and you look at these other betting sites in the UK and Ireland, you can go on, I can go on and watch Serie A games, I can go on and watch Eredivisie games, I can watch Jupiter Pro League games, I can watch Scottish games, I can watch these games, those games. There's so many games I can watch. Yeah. I don't see any reason why So Rare can't get the license to a lot of the Challenger, Asian, and maybe even the American. I don't know about the American, the MLS is quite a big sort of brand, but like, you know what I mean, the Mexican, the South America leagues, like why can't they get them on the site? Um, I've talked about yeah. this before. I think when you get to the kind of upper echelons in the Premier League and German football and the Liga, okay, now you're getting saucy. But if they had the rest and they actually changed the landscape of, of football fanship and spectatorship as we know it, like what's to say what the future could hold with Web3? Like, I, I genuinely don't know. If they get those TV rights, people have their NFTs, people are engaged, people follow players, not teams, people want highlights, not matches. Yeah. Why can't Sorare be the ones to, to lead I the way? Just one thing in general, like even for content creators, if SoRare was to build up a platform to stream things, it'd be amazing to have certain content creators that want to take part in it, go onto the platform, have the game playing in the background and be there to talk to the people, engage with the people on, on the platform. Everyone uses their username that they already have on SoRare and you're there as a content creator with the chat next to you. People are watching the game. I think it would be a great thing if they do something like that in the future, like mm. not only building a platform to watch the match, but having like an interactive experience with the people that are watching it. Or even if it is is not a content creator, just having a chat next to the game where people can talk to each other and like mm. just talk about the things that are happening. It's nice always to be able to share the experience rather than doing it by yourself. Your Teo Hernandez gets a goal and you get sent a notification. You click it, there's a 15 second clip of the goal. Yeah. Like that's Perfect. what the future could hold. Uh, yeah. I've said this, I've said this many times. I mean, it's a grand vision, but why, why can't it happen? Someone tell me. I get the Premier League. I get these big leagues are really, yeah. really tough and it's, it's just a money thing. But like so much has changed. Everyone, like, you know, TV in itself and this is me going off on a mad one and maybe this is me just being wrong but hopefully in 10 years we can look back at this and be like oh my god that guy knew what was going to happen radio's dying podcasts are stronger than ever it's tailored radio if you like without all the shitty ads and people trying to get you to guess the sound to win a 50 quid voucher to go to the cinema like fuck off out of here radio that's my opinion a lot of people love it I get it why can't Sky Sports be toppled over time? This kind of subscription model and the amount I'm paying for my Sky subscription is astronomical yeah. to watch a game. And, you know, it's it's not tailored. You know, you're, you've got one commentator, you're doing this, you're doing that. Why can't someone like SoRare come in and change the the very landscape? As we know, everyone has a phone. Everyone has social media. Why can't people have an app on their phone that can stream any game, anytime, anywhere? It just seems too awkward at the minute for anyone to access the content they want to access. In the world we live in, when content's at the forefront of society, it is not out of the realms of possibility, in my mind, that in 10 years, football is all-encompassing in one easily accessible site for a nominal fee akin so. to Netflix. I mean, that has to be the way it's done down the line. Yeah. The way I mean, it's done is slowly getting involved in it, right? They're slowly getting yeah. the rights to certain games and stuff, but... I think the issue with that is there's too many big players already involved in having the licenses and making yeah. money off of it that they would never really share it. 
and they're never going to come together and like build a platform. I mean, it would be, be great, but I just don't think that's ever going to happen. So for SoRare themselves, I think it's going to be important to go for the smaller leagues to raise the interest. Like, I think if they would have the licensing of showing the games of the J leagues and the K league, the, the player prices would fly up because mm -hmm. the people have a place to watch them now. Like yeah. I personally couldn't find a place legally to watch the Belgian league or the RDVC. Like I have three subscriptions to watch football games, the zone and sky sports and all that stuff. I can't watch the games. So yeah. it would be great to have access to, to that because if you have the Asian league there and I have a couple of players, I'd be watching that game. Like I watched Liverpool. I'd be in there hundred percent and mm. just focused in and hoping that my team does well and supporting them as much as I would with any other big team that I support. So yeah, I hope, I hope there's a future for that, but it's always tough with licensing that I can't it's, see it yeah. happening. If it does happen, it's a long way away. And if it does oh, happen, yeah. and if my grand vision comes to fruition, it might not even be so rare who wins that race. But I just think like the way football and the licensing of it all works, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's much more niche that people care about multiple leagues, so maybe it makes sense that the leagues are in individual places, and maybe that suits the world. Maybe it's me with my bias of loving football globally that I want it all in one place, and maybe that's just unrealistic. Yeah. But uh, it'd be I amazing. Just, <laughs> it's just it just seems so stupid that you have to have a million different subscriptions in different places, and even if you have them, where do you watch the Bundesliga? Sky have the rights and don't play the games. Oh really? Yeah, in the UK anyway, know. in Ireland, like Sky have the license but don't play the games. Yeah. They just bought the license so no one else can play it. Madness. Anyway, uh, it's archaic and stupid and needs changed. But these sort and of... And the commentators need changing as well. Yeah. They're boring. Yeah, we need fun streamers like us, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people enjoy the, the yeah. people with actual character and people that scream and cuss and have fun with it and say stupid things. It causes for viral moments uh, yeah. that, that get spread around that gives you even more people that watch your stuff. It's just so boring. I watch the German commentators might have to be the worst ones out there. I get mm. bored listening to them. And I turn on the Turkish ones. The guy's screaming his lungs out when they take oh, a yeah. shot from 30 yards out. <laughs> I enjoy myself. I'm like, yeah, man, let's go. Hype and then when I watch the up. German one, I can legit just sleep watching a game between Bayern and Dortmund. That's that's how bad it is. So it's very archaic. It's more like, oh, you got to be professional. Which is why yeah. I like that, like people like Mick Richards and all those guys are slowly yeah. being pushed in into the platform to bring in the new younger generation. Uh, I think there's a lot of work to do on that side as well because it is very boring. I love in like Spanish football or South Southern American football when there's oh, someone's yeah. like and they go until they like pass out and then they like <laughs> they just cart them out in the stretcher and bring in like another commentator who like enters the room and just keeps going and maintain, they maintain it for like three it's minutes. Loop. <laughs> yeah. They've went through four commentators in three minutes, like yeah. um but yeah. Chani, look, it's been a pleasure. We're at the end. I'm going to ask you one quick question before we go, which we ask every week, and I didn't brief you on this. Ooh. Pick any two players that are playing this weekend. You might have to pull up fixtures if you don't know off the top of your head. You can own them. You don't have to own this them. This game week? Yeah, this the upcoming game, game week. week. No, oh, upcoming. God. So for the oh, weekend. the weekend. Yeah, ah, okay, two, okay. Two, three, six. There's a few more games. Any two players, and your goal is to combine for 137 points. It's gonna be an easy one. I'll take Parejo and uh, and uh, Moreno. <laughs> the Parejo and Moreno, I love it. But I think yeah. I think you could overscore. Oh wait, I have to get 130 exactly. 
137. I have to get exactly. You have to get. You have to aim for 137 points. The closest we've ever had. Ooh. Okay, I'll go for Brozovic and Parejo then. Brozovic and Parejo. Yeah. You think they're both going to churn out sort of solid 70s? Yeah, because Brozovic is very consistent. He gets like above 45 most of the time. And then Parejo, if he has an outstanding one and then Brozovic has an okay game against Atalanta, which is going to be a tough one anyways, uh, could be a good could be good pairing there. I'm just looking up what um, last week's guest got. He got 48 plus 59, which is like 107, I think. Like, that's decent. Harry got 107 with Eric Garcia and Diaby. The champion so far is Lerdinho, the head of content at SoRare Data, who got 137.2. And if you do happen to win this, Chani, if you do hit 137 points on the nut or within sort of 0.5 either side of it, you can win uh, the the infamous Atibo card. If you don't know the story, I'll tell oh, yeah, you. I've seen your T-shirt. <laughs> Atibo is a very special player. That's the card that could all it could all be yours. Um, yeah. But look, thank you so much for your time. It's lovely having you on your first ever podcast. Um, hopefully you won't be a stranger. Best of luck with the content. Is there anything you want to plug or talk to people about before you go? Uh, sell me your under 23 keepers for cheap. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He'd plug you on his YouTube if you do. <laughs> Anyone in yeah, particular? But, Diogo Costa, uh, Vandevert? I don't know. Anyone who plays, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, generally speaking, I'm happy to have taken part, and um, yeah, I'm I'm 100% in on So Rare. I mean, the channel itself is called So Rare Johnny. I haven't changed the name yet. I might keep it, but um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. I'm doing it without any payment or no nothing. I'm doing it out of passion, and I think this has a long way to go. Hopefully, in the future, I'll be working with So Rare if possible, because I would love to help them out and give them feedback and let them know what's happening, which I've been doing with EA themselves as a game changer, giving them info on the background and telling them, hey, this needs to change and stuff. So hopefully they'll have um, a couple of people that make content and are actually like knowledgeable. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not myself, I'm not there yet, but people like you who then can go ahead and like help them out and not just give up the limiteds to 75,000 people. That's the takeaway from this. (laughs) Bullish for the future. We're all excited to be here and make content, but Three limited, 75,000 people. Fucking shit show. Sort your act out. I agree. Put your act together. All right, Johnny, it was a pleasure. Yep, same, mate. Okay, so that's it for this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And make sure you go and check out Chani on social and check out his new YouTube channel. Um, I have a new series on YouTube myself. Go and check it out. You can find me on Twitter at John Ellis and the same on Instagram and YouTube. Have a great week. Best of luck on SO5. And we'll have another fun guest next week. Chat to you then.